Welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, the latest on shares, markets and investments, now available on your Amazon Alexa. Hello and welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, now also available on the UK Investor Magazine mobile app. Uh, for today's podcast, we're going to be discussing increasing efficiency in the supply chain through automation and data science. And to do that, we're kindly joined by Gavin Williams, who is the Managing Director of GXO Logistics for UK and Ireland. Gavin, thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks, Jonathan. Good to meet you. Regular listeners to the podcast will be familiar with GXO because we spoke to your colleague, Mark Manduka, earlier on this year around the time of your IPO, uh, which looking at how shares have been moving, that's gone swimmingly so far. But for people that aren't aware of GXO Logistics, Gavin, would you be able to give us a brief introduction to the company and what you do? Yeah, we're the, we're the uh, uh, world's largest pure play contract logistics uh, player. Uh, we major in three uh, territories in North America, uh, UK and continental Europe. And we provide supply chain solutions in a complex environment for our for our customers. So, I mean, the, the big thing with GXO is the efficiency side of things, the automation and your smart technologies. Would you be able to give us a little bit more insight into, into what those technologies are and, and how you're helping the supply chain with automation? Uh, yeah, yeah, I sure, I sure can, Jonathan. So. Uh, technology is in every single one of our uh, proposals or solutions for our customers these days. It's at the epicenter uh, of all solutions. Uh, we're deploying, uh, by the end of this year, in fact, we'll have 3,100 uh, uh, robots or automation systems within our, our business, which is coming near uh, 1,000 fulfillment centers globally. Uh, what are we doing? We're, we're, we're applying cobots, robots, and automated guided vehicles. So these are vehicles of modular technology that tend to follow our uh, order pickers and our warehouse staff and lead them into accuracy around our fulfillment centers. So they take out uh, non-value added time for our warehouse operatives to allow them to do value added activity in the fulfillment centers. And what also we're doing is with GXO Smart, which is our own proprietary system, we're uh, demand planning and uh, running labor efficiency for our fulfillment centers using the GXO smart system. So lots of different tech uh, going on within our business, but at the forefront of our minds currently is GXO smart uh, and the automated guided vehicles that uh, drive through our cobot systems and automation systems across our globe. So just so let's get, get a good idea of, of what this actually looks like um, in, in these uh, facilities. I mean, it, it sounds like the, these are technologies that are there to assist, uh, you know, actual workers that, that are there as opposed to replacing uh, existing workers. Is, is that the case or is it a mixture of, of both of those? No, 100 percent. Well, you know, our, in our business, uh, in the end, we're a big people business and every year we have uh, recruited more and more people. So in the UK alone, we're over 30,000 people. So a significant employer of choice. So uh, technology will always be there to uh, make good the uh, non-value-added time for our own co colleagues. So they, imp they actually improve the engagement levels of our colleagues. So they assist them rather than replace them. Fantastic. So, I mean, just in terms of where your core area of the supply chain is, uh, just so listeners can get a good idea of where GXO fits into the supply chain, I mean... It 
are you you know just here in, in the UK? I mean, when does you know when do products enter the, the GXO uh, ecosystem as such? Yeah, sure. No, no, we're definitely uh, we're global. So we're outside. Uh, you know, about a third of the businesses in the UK, a third continental Europe, and a third in North America. Although we do have uh, uh, fulfillment centres across Asia Pacific as well. But uh, where, where do we play our role? Our, our role is from receiving uh, goods from our, for, our, for our customers on behalf of our customers. And we therefore manage, uh, behind the scenes, we manage orders from people like yourself. So our core uh, value we add is that uh, your orders will be placed into uh, through, through our customers' portals, into our own warehouse management systems. Stock is allocated uh, accordingly to stock that's within our fulfillment centres. And we pick, pack, dispatch, and ensure the consumer experience is first class from our from our uh, through, through our networks. So, I mean, we're speaking at quite an apt time, actually, Gavin, because I mean, supply chain issues is something that that we're hearing from from every company that's reporting at the moment. Uh, you know, that they're saying they're seeing issues. They're going to be seeing uh, costs rising, and, and have indeed seen costs uh, increase from the supply chain. I mean, from what you're seeing and the activity within your business, you know, the, these issues and shortages, how long do you feel this will persist for but, and, until we start to see things get back to what they were uh, before we had uh, these problems? Well, I think, I think, I think uh, you know, supply chains are, uh, you know, first class activities. So I think if you go back to maybe 18 months ago when the pandemic kicked in, you know, there was a period of normalisation, uh, you know, globally, but I, I can talk more passionately about the UK. So, you know, really pandemic for us has become, you know, pretty normal activity. So we're, we're pretty resilient as, you know, supply chain is, is pretty resilient. So it will bounce back. I'm not so doomsday about Christmas, by the way. I see lots of lots of uh, reports out there kind of with stock shortages. What we see across our customer base and what we see uh, within our fulfillment centres is, you know, stock levels is pretty good. And uh, we know that the consumer demand seems to be there. So, you know, we may, maybe consumers may uh, order different items to what they may have had planned initially, but they'll still order the same amount of items and still ex expect the first class consumer experience. So, you know, I, I think, I think in, in the short term, we're, we're all affected by the world around us. So there is a labour inflation, there is a, a labour shortage, but, but it will, will right itself. And as an industry within supply chain, you know, we, the industry is becoming more attractive uh, we're developing and pulling more people through uh, our business, and I think we're, we'll, we'll bounce back pretty pretty well in 2022. So, just a hypothetical scenario here: if GXO was used throughout any given supply chain, the automation and and your um, smart technologies was being utilised uh, across the board. I mean, would you have a situation where we start to actually see these? Uh, supply shortages diminish pretty quickly or does it really boil down to as you mentioned there that there is a lack of labor at the moment and, la and labor is becoming more expensive and and scarce and, and there's nothing really that any level of automation could do to to fix that problem no i don't believe that i think i think um i actually think that the you know the reason why we're deploying technology uh, more than any other contract logistics partner, and uh, and it's at the epicenter of our business, is because we genuinely think it will not just uh, you know it, it will make supply chains uh, much more efficient. It takes the tip of the iceberg off the problem, and so I think uh, you know the, the technology piece will you know really really make sure that uh, supply chain resilience is here to stay. 
I mean, in, in terms of during the pandemic, have you seen an increased demand for your, you know, above average what you were seeing before? Of course, there's a, there's a wider adoption of of smart technologies in the supply chain. But is this something that you feel your your clients, you know, during the pandemic has, has seen, you know, the benefits of it and really spurred them to adopt it at a quicker rate than they may have actually done otherwise? Yeah, we saw we saw we you know. E-commerce is a big part of our business. It's a significant part of our organization. And um, I would say that the pandemic accelerated the speed of customers moving to more uh, e-com channels. And most customers were in e-com channel, but the scale of it has increased significantly over the course of the last 12 months. But it's not going to return. The consumer is you know, here to stay. It, it, it expects to get uh, its volume and its parcels delivered to home. You know, as a result of that, we're seeing a significant increase in returns because that's a byproduct of, of home delivery. Uh, so, no, we definitely see we have definitely seen over the course of the last 12 months an acceleration of e-com interest. And um, that's that's great for GXO. So, I mean, th- throughout the, the supply chain, there's been increased costs. But so far, uh, a lot of businesses have held off passing this on to the, the end client. I mean, is this something that you feel is going to be able to be absorbed by businesses for for a longer period of of time than than we may have expected previously? Or or at some point, is this going to have to be passed on to to the end consumer? Well, there's there's definitely a short term pain of labour inflation. But, you know, as I said earlier, the the impact of technology in making supply chains more efficient will, you know, eat into that extra labour cost. So, I think every every different uh, sector and every different customer will have a different view as to what the labour inflation cost is and whether they pass it on to their customers. But I can definitely see how the value of supply chains can be impacted by the likes of a GXO using technology. Fantastic. So I just want to talk now uh, about the actual opportunities in the supply chain, Gavin, in terms of you know what actual technologies you know specifically are, are being utilised to to increase in efficient efficiencies and and you know really where you know you see growth in your your business in terms of you know maybe there there are people out there that which aren't using your technology at the moment which you're seeing your current clients you know really see the benefits um, from you know what what do those particular technologies look like. Yeah, sure. So the the the, uh, the biggest growth is in the like I say the modular tech. So you know if you think about you know the start of a supply chain is manual, the end of it is fully automated. That middle ground is where we're seeing the kind of modular technology being deployed. So what what kind of areas are we really focusing on? There's uh, scanning systems which read barcodes. So if you can imagine that we're a big e-com uh, player, and every item that's ordered has to be uh, go through a dispatch process which needs uh, needs scanning. We've got technology now through our, with our, using our partners to have uh, each and one of those items be scanned automatically rather than by an individual. So as you can see there, there's a, there's a labour-saving, non-value-added time initiative that drives out cost for our customers. But we're also seeing various different um, systems that are classed as what we call automated guided vehicles. So this is equipment that follows pickers around or it actually moves product around on pallets or cages. So... You know, whereas a picker in the past would have been uh, pulling a pallet or a cage around a fulfillment center uh, and then taking it to a dispatch area, all the unladen time that is uh, in that pick process is taken away by automated guided vehicles. So that's a very exciting area for us at the moment and something we're investing heavily in. I mean, what does the sort of penetration look like for, for DXO across 
the 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 UK and, and indeed globally. I mean, you know, rough rough percentage. Not very difficult to say, but you know, in terms of the actual you know, potential facilities that are using your technology, yeah. you know, how many of those are actually using them currently to what they could be using? in the future sure so so we we think the market is about six percent of technology and fulfillment centers and ours is at 30 so you can see their opportunity for growth within uh, within our business which is why you know new solutions are including them always but we're in a process of retrofitting through gxo smart or using the modular tech so you can see there the opportunity still exists uh, way beyond the existing uh, penetration within our business I mean, what's, what's holding back the people that aren't using it at the moment from actually going ahead and, and adopting it? I mean, is it an, an initial cost um, issue? Is it, you know, the lack of awareness? I mean, what, why aren't as many people um, using it? Because obviously the efficiencies that we've explained there are, are, are fantastic. Um, you know, what, what's holding back people from using it? I don't, think it I, don't think it's, I don't think anyone's holding back. I think what we're looking at the moment is in some parts of our business, it's about normalisation. So, you know, what, what is the, uh, you know, we're coming out of what's been a very uh, roller coaster ride over the last 12, 18 months. So when you're deploying automation or technology, no matter how small, you want to have a good view of what your consumer demand is going to look like and the shape of it in the future. And we're, we're coming out of that process now over the course of the last three, four months. We're seeing more and more of our customers backing us with our solutions to deploy the tech. So we see 2022 as the, you know, uh, going through into an extra gear of technology deployment. Fantastic. So thank you. Thank you very much, Kevin. Just one last question before we finish off, because obviously people are, you know, they're going out and they're seeing empty supermarket shelves. I mean, in your view, from what you're, from what you're seeing, I mean, is this something that's, that's going to last for, for a prolonged period or, or from your experience and what you're, you're seeing on the ground, is this something that's starting to diminish? Jonathan, I do apologise. Could you just repeat that question, if you don't mind? No problem. So ju- just to finish off, uh, Gavin, for, for listeners, you're, you've got a very close eye on, on what's happening throughout the, the supply chain. And of course, consumers and investors are you know, seeing these issues uh, happening here in the UK. I mean, from what you're seeing on the ground, Gavin, I mean, how, how long do you feel this is going to persist for until we get back to a state of normality? Well, I think, I think the state of normality to an extent is already there. So as, you know, as I said earlier, the, the consumer pattern to being using the e-com channel, which is where GXO's sweet spot is, I think it's permanent. No, there's no going back. It would have gone back already if it was going to. So if it was going to stretch back into a, a retail channel uh, over and above the e-com channel, that would have already happened. I think that uh, I would I would expect in the first half, maybe even the first quarter of next year, I would see that st- you know stock levels and more resilience will be there because that's what we do. We fix problems. That's what supply chains do. That's what they fix. And uh, and I'm and I'm genuinely pretty optimistic around uh, this peak this Christmas because I do you know every obviously every customer is slightly different and has a, has had a slightly different impact for uh, inbound supply, but. Across our business, our fulfillment centres are pretty full, so that's a good that's a good sign for consumer demand for the Christmas period. Fantastic, that's great, Gavin. Thank you very much for joining us today. No problem. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks for your questions. We hope you enjoyed listening to the UK Investor Magazine podcast. Please do share the podcast, and we really value any reviews and comments you leave us in your chosen podcast player. The views presented by the hosts and guests of the UK Investor Magazine podcast 
are in no way investment advice and please remember all investment involves risk. 